0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. You are hopefully a craft beer fan. Um, If you're not, hopefully at the end of the show you will be. But if you're not, I don't know what made you click on the show and download it in the first place. So you probably are a craft beer fan, which is a good thing because that's what we're talking about, craft beer. Um, More specifically, we are up in Middletown, the far reaches of probably what um, most of you consider greater Cincinnati and breweries that you're going to care about and uh we're rolling mill i'm joined by josh and megan Um, rolling mill brewing company in middletown i'm curious to how many people understand what you guys are doing up here already i've written about you once and uh, got a good deal of traffic off of it but i haven't heard a lot of other people talking about it yet other than probably sooner than than you guys probably wanted written about at that time yes yeah <laughs> got cat got out in the bag a little um, early so why i mean uh, we're kind of jumping right into it here but why not um why why open a craft brewery i mean cincinnati is nice and jammed packed full of breweries now at this point i think we're at like 46 hmm. or something greater cincinnati um why now why 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 try this i mean um, anybody who's kind of watched this process or been through this process knows that it's not always fun to do this. <laughs> no, say the least, it's daunting. <laughs> why? Why put yourselves through this?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, uh, you know, there's a there's a couple aspects you can look at. Uh, the one is, you know, Megan and I, you know, we live here. This is, you know, this is our home. Um, so we wanted to to really do something that <clears throat> to gain. You know, some attraction to downtown Middletown, which, as you might notice, there's some things going on here that six months ago, a year ago, weren't happening. It's, it's, and I'll be honest, it's been a
0: while since I've driven through Middletown, you know, this time, this time in the evening, Mm -hmm. in a while, just because I I don't live here in Middletown, there's um, not often a lot of reasons for me to come up here in my head, but... Um, I came through kind of the, the downtown area there and mm-hmm. I'll be damned if there's not stuff going on yeah. <laughs> <Like> there's <laughs> you know that the, the candy shop what's a Grandpa Joe's or something was, was hopping at, at, yeah. you know 5 o'clock at night or whatever time it is um, there's a couple bars down there that looks like really nice really good happening places yeah. there's a couple places looking it looks like a pizza place getting ready to open yeah. There's, I mean mm-hmm. like it's a it, it's a happening little neighborhood here and yeah. I, don't, I don't I wonder if people
1: realize that I, I don't think I don't think they do um I mean, one of the things that frustrates us is I think if you open up the newspaper, you listen to the radio, it seems like if there's anything bad in Middletown, it's going to be on the radio or in the newspaper, and that's pretty much it. The whole other story, the whole other aspect of of what it means uh, to be from Middletown, to be born and raised here, um, is completely overlooked. The history of here, the sense of community that's actually here, and this really pretty tight-knit community, you know. I, greater Cincinnati doesn't know that story so that's part of what we're doing here well and I think what's exciting to me is that you
0: know a, a place like rolling mill a brewery like this can pull some people up here in the middle town that wouldn't necessarily come up here and then like me they're driving through and they see this and they see that I'm like oh this mm-hmm. this is there's something going on up here and then maybe the next time they come up here maybe they don't stop here maybe they're going there maybe they're going there and right it, it just it all builds off of yeah. everything else and um yeah. that's exciting to see and um, it's also kind of a, a big burden on, on on the shoulders of some of these businesses that are that are you mm-hmm. know you guys included to kind of spur that growth. You know how do you uh, how do you, how do you do that? How do you mm-hmm. how do you pull those people yeah. up here? That I don't know, Meg. What are your, <laughs> what are your thoughts
1: on bringing people in?
2: I think Middletown has a lot to offer. Um, and us being located where we're at, we're in the open container district, which I think will help people come here in the other, you know, we want to support everybody around us.
3: Mm.
2: It's a win-win for all of us. So people, you know, come here and get a drink, walk to the other places. So we're excited for that.
0: Uh, it, I mean, it. there's not a lot. I mean, there are, there are a lot of really great walkable neighborhoods that have breweries now, but I don't know that there's a lot that are as, as, I don't know how to, how to put it, as, as downtown city-like, but then also still like with this, this rural kind of feel that Middletown yeah. still has. Like yeah. I don't know how Not to put that super into words, congested. Yes, it, it, it has a very unique feeling and um, I hope people come here even, you know, just to kind of experience that uniqueness of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That in itself, I mean, and for those people who are out there who don't, have never lived here or maybe never been by here, I mean. I think that's what made Middletown so unique was it was very self-contained. You know, we had a downtown, we have businesses, we have industry. You know, there's the, the socioeconomic spectrum, you know, covers a very wide range. Um, and so you have like this town where, you you know, well, everybody knows everybody, but it's extremely diverse. But yet at the same time, we're not, you know, it's not like New York City or downtown Cincinnati or even like, you know, Hyde Park. I mean, it's we're, we're kind of out and away from all that. Um, but we still have kind of the best of both worlds. So let's talk about the beer. Okay.
0: Um, There was a a big deal made when uh, you guys were first written about about this, this gluten-free aspect of of who you guys are. Mm -hmm. Um, From talking to you guys, I think it was also very important that it not center around that. Um, I think that when you say gluten-free beer, people get some kind of an image in their head or some kind of taste in their mouth. <laughs> they're, they're Which mental, they don't mind the <laughs> mental <laughs> taste in their yeah. mouth. Um, <laughs> and I, it, that's also a hard hurdle to kind of overcome once people think, oh, well, that's that gluten-free place. Yeah, you know? Skip that. Um, it, the process in learning to create beer that while it doesn't have gluten, it still tastes like something people want to drink is, was probably...
1: A long one, I
0: imagine. Yeah, it's been <laughs> a very long one. Yeah, um, I mean, look, just talk about the beer a little bit. I mean, yeah. Yes. Everything. Everything is completely gluten free.
1: Yes. So, um, if you look out into the the gluten free beer market, there's there's two kind of gluten free beers. There's the gluten removed, right? Um, which is like the omission type beer. Um, I think Two Brothers has a gluten removed beer, um, and so those beers contain wheat or barley or rye. Actually, probably not wheat, but they definitely contain barley. And they're using an enzyme to try to break that down. And I th- I, I've i heard, you know, a lot of other...
0: I don't know if... I know for a fact Mad Tree says that um, whatever that process that their <coughs> beer goes through, when it's all done, the level of gluten mm. is low enough that I think they can yeah. call it gluten. Yeah, I don't know if they can call it gluten-free or gluten-reduced or whatever, <laughs> but this is a whole different thing, right? Yes,
1: this isn't... Yeah, this... Uh, our beers do not fall in any of those categories. Um, and I don't want to discount anybody but i can speak from a from a celiac type standpoint um going through the brewing process you're you're going through a process and you're breaking proteins down anyway and you're getting protein you're out of that grain and separating it into what ultimately what you're drinking in the beer um you can greatly reduce the amount of protein that's left in a beer through the process um but for somebody like me or people who are super gluten intolerant or have celiac um, I, I know that I can't do it. I'm not saying there's people out there that, who it doesn't, but it definitely bothers me. So that, and that actually, when I started this, you know, and, you know, Megan and I were going through and looking at how to do this and how to make beer. That was the first thing we did was, okay, well, I'll try to use barley, and I went down that road, and it didn't work. So then that took us down the path of no wheat, no barley, no rye, period. Um, so we, uh, all of our beers are malt-based. Um they're, you know, millet, malt, rice, buckwheat, some combination thereof. Um, so they are completely gluten-free all the way to our suppliers, uh, really from field to glass. Um, it's either, you know, come from California or Colorado. Um, they're not intertwined. So there's, there's no cross-contamination. Cross no cross-contamination whatsoever. Um, all the way till it gets here, everything we do here. Um, you know that whole aspect of it's been completely removed.
0: So if if another brewer from another brewery decides to come up here and visit you while you're mm. brewing, do you like shop Vacuum off before they come in the door to get <laughs> yeah, all the grain yeah. dust out of their ears? Yeah, yeah, get, yeah <laughs> get all that,
1: get all that wheat and barley dust off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a prerequisite. <laughs> so
0: tell people kind of a little bit about what the space, um the, the maybe the feel of it is, yeah. is a good way to put it. Kind of what yeah. the tap room is about. When
1: I'm, I'm going to let. I'm gonna let megan speak to that i the beer and everything the the nerdiness of the beer or whatever that but as far as this building this I place, feel- this logo, what we're doing, the marketing i mean really she kinda <clears throat> she's been the the driver you know behind all these things, which is obviously I've had my input in, but um that's, that's her. And that's I'll let her speak to that.
0: I feel like if I was a nerdier home brewer or something like that, I could we could have a really long discussion yes, about yeah, the beer side of it.
1: Yeah, we could bore everybody to death for sure.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the field that we want to get for people that walk in here is welcoming um, a good sense of old Middletown Armco and honestly what it did for this community. We have family members that worked there. So it means a lot to us. We also want it to be very family-friendly. Um, we well,
0: and I don't know if people can hear the family-friendliness uh, over the mics right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, um, our kids are here. Your, your kids
0: are here. And <laughs> I, I appreciate seeing that side of what craft beer is, too. You know, when I was growing up, the drinking was one thing in my head. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, it kind of stayed that way for a long time until craft beer and when craft beer came around it was like oh there's this whole other side of this industry or this community whatever you know that Mm -hmm. there's this whole other side to it that isn't that thing that I thought it was and so you know the majority of breweries Mm -hmm. that I spend time in I I see their kids there on a regular basis I see you know these kids growing up uh, watching people make beer and learning this process and learning Mm -hmm. about all of this stuff and it's it's fun for me to see and Um, you know, now that that I've got a little baby gnome at home, too, like it's you know, she spends a lot of time in breweries. Mm -hmm. I think she's she's been to maybe 25 different breweries now at this point, and she's you know, not even a year old yet. And it's 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 a normal part of our life as a family, and
2: yes, I think that's awesome. You teach them, sorry, I'm watching him walk (laughs) down the steps. Um, you teach them that it's a responsible thing, you know, alcohol in itself is not a bad thing, it's just. And we teach our kids: if you drink too much juice, you are going to be sick. You just can't like have
0: too many suckers, kids. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they may hate
2: us for it, but it's true. So we try to teach them the same thing when it comes to alcohol. Um, they are here with us all the time. They have sleeping bags here. We have um, a bed here. <laughs> a bed here. <laughs> yes, and we just we really want everybody to come here and feel welcomed at home. A place to come on a date, a place to come with your grandparents, single people. Right,
0: and there's there's going to be games and stuff like that for kids, I assume. You yes, know, things that you know, if you if you do bring your family out on a Sunday afternoon to come hang out, then there's things for the kids to do. There's going to be outdoor, you know, a, a patio area we can sit outside, mm-hmm. and um, I assume. At least the outdoor area would be pet-friendly, too? Yeah. Is that... Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, a place to bring the whole family, even if your kids are a little hairier than... Yeah, and we... Is,
2: there's actually a new bicycle shop here in town, so they do bicycle rides quite often. So we hope this is a place they stop. Um, we eventually want to add, you know, a bike rack outside where people can park their bikes. Right. So we, we're really excited. And
0: so the feel of this is kind of... Um, uh, uh, how would you describe this? I would say in, industrial. It's it's that. I mean, there's still there. There's warmth to it, especially in the in the bar section mm-hmm. over there. I mean, there's um, some some old you know distressed wood that over there that actually came there's, off our
2: roof that we redid.
0: Um, so I mean, there's it's it's warm, but it still definitely reminds you that you're in a brewery. The brew house mm-hmm. sits front and center, right in the middle of the space, and everything else kind of revolves around that. And um, Did you pass I that? I like the. I like the separation that is here, though, too. There is that kind of separate bar area where if mm-hmm. you want to sit and geek out about beer. Or Stay away there's, from the kids. There's, the, <laughs> there's the, yes. the, the the more beer garden-esque tap room kind of area where if you want to sit and, um, you know, play games or sit around a table and talk to people. and like, I mean, it's just very different types of spaces here all wrapped up into one. Yes, and,
2: and we plan to have seating for around 100, 110 people. So It's,
1: it's a good-sized place. Yes so I'm, I had to step away or to go corral one of our children um, so I I missed most of that but I think you were asking about the just the general feel and mm-hmm. what we were trying to accomplish and you know <clears throat> you know this is a steel and paper town um, a lot of people got their blessing you know whether it was you know being a laborer at the mill or somebody in executive management you know on that same business and um, it really, it shaped me, my family, people I know, um, the culture here. Um, I actually, I actually work for AK Steel, so I'm in the mill every day. So I get to see and talk to a lot of guys who are now in their sixties <coughs> and, you know, who worked and have lived in this kind of atmosphere. And I, to me, it's created a I certain imagine, kind of person. I
0: imagine when you tell the guys that you work with about this project, you don't emphasize that you're opening a gluten-free brewery. Oh, right? yeah. No, 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 they know that. Yeah, they, they razz me about it all
1: the time. Yeah, they um, – matter of fact, one of them – a number of them stop by all the time. Uh, one of, them, one, of them, one of the guys I work with come by the other day, and, you know, they want to know, and they're, you know, asking me about this gluten-free. And I'm like, well, would you come down and have a beer? You know, they did, and they're like, oh, wait well, a minute. And I'm like, no, I've been trying to tell you. You know, it's, that's not what it's about. It's not about being gluten-free. So – but, yeah, that look and that feel of just trying to capture, you know, life – in Middletown, um, which is, which is actually very different than, you know, a lot of other places. Even though we're all very close to everybody, we're close to Hamilton, you know, we're close to Mason, and you know, but the very different life here. Very different up green in a lot of good ways, and we just you know want to kind of kind of tap into that. No pun intended. Um, you know, we had, this is a real industrial town, so we have a, an industrial looking feeling here, and you know, we really want to pay a lot of honor to steel and things like that that have shaped us. So.
0: So, talk a little bit about the process that's kind of led to this. You know, how long have you guys been, how long has this idea been there that, I mean, home brewing is one thing, but yes.
1: taking that next step is a whole different thing. Yes. Um, let's see, Two thousand. Gracie's six now.
2: 2011.
1: Yeah. So, we're going on seven years.
2: Um, we started out <coughs> on a small pot on the stove. hmm Grinding grain in the kitchen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And then Josh and his dad built a system. How big was it?
1: So that's our, that's our one barrel system we built um, about three years ago.
2: Which we will have on display here in the building eventually. Yeah. And then we,
1: we kind of went from We there. went to what we have now. Yeah. Which, so seven years ago, it got a, you know, um, me being really limited in beer options got the whole idea started of trying to brew beer. Um, and then that turned into a, a really intense hobby and passion from there. Um, and it wasn't long after that. Um, I, we've both been really involved in downtown. We've both been involved in the city a lot since we've been married. And so then, you know, it was about guess it was what about three or four years ago we got the idea of actually doing this, what you see today.
2: And we drove by this building for about two years yeah. before we bought it.
1: Yeah, I, I was actually, <laughs> and I tell this story all the time. I, I was working midnights at the time. Um, and it just had got this itch, you know, here I am just a home brewer and, you know, wanting to start a commercial brewery and like I had all you know, all these ideas and stuff and I'm driving home from work one morning and, you know, it's like daybreak and I'm driving around downtown and I'm looking at everything and I'm just like, man, nah, I don't know. And we, I drove by this building, which at the time it's all boarded up, all the windows are boarded up, but I'm like, that's it, that's it. You know, I, right. I just right then and there. And <clears throat> of course, fast forward three years, you know, we ended up here through a lot of Really Kind of crazy circumstances, um, looked at other places, looked at renting, leasing, and this is where we ended up so
0: I mean it's great location he like said you know you've got walkable to downtown, you guys are kind of across the street caddy corner from the old sorg building, and mm-hmm. i mean there's there's just some really, really, really neat places mm-hmm. just right here in this little pocket that I think a lot mm-hmm. of people don 't don't 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 understand are here, especially yep. when you start talking about the beer community that lives so much. I mean, not to you know, the beer community does not all live downtown, and I understand that before people <laughs> send me emails. Um, but the the focus of it all is so much there that I think that a lot of people don't realize what's happening out here <laughs> in the, the Great White North. Well, and to,
1: to get back to your original question, you know, why here, why now? There's forty some odd breweries, and it's like, well, I mean, there's a whole. Area of people who are not <coughs> being serviced with a you know their own local, local idea yeah. of beer right. i mean i 've heard you talk a lot about on the show about now <clears throat> everything 's going very localized, and I agree, but it hasn 't here um, the concentration matter of fact we were doing a business plan we 're just you know going that twenty mile radius out from here, you know going out towards Oxford, going out towards lebanon monroe Springboro now while there are there 's really a void here there 's definitely a void downtown. Um, so it all happens to come together with this big growth that's going on downtown, um, and being able to say, okay, we're going to make beer, and I'm going to get to this point with you. We're going to make beer that we can serve a broad spectrum of people in Middletown. Everybody from the beer geek to the person who's like trying to get into craft beer. We're trying to get we're trying to get them away from Bud Light, Miller Light. We're trying to steer them out of that. You know, we want to we want to have beers that you know we can bring everybody in, and that's you know that's right. that's the people that we're you know that we're serving here in this area
0: you know well so kind of going back to earlier we were talking a little bit about the beer um what types of styles are we going to see yeah Uh, maybe not necessarily right when you guys open um but as
1: things kind of start Mm -hmm. ramping up and getting well you're drinking um this is the second beer we ever brewed on this system um so we'll have three beers when we do our soft opening here hopefully in the very near future um Hopefully, when this show posts, people will know yes. a little bit more about that. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll have some good ideas here. You know, I don't want to get into that whole idea of trying, but it's daunting trying to get all this stuff done and all the ducks in the line, everything done. But it'll be soon, and we'll have three beers then. Ultimately, we'll have six core beers. <coughs> we'll do a light lager. Um, we'll do our pilsner, which is what you're drinking now. Uh, we'll do an American style porter. Uh, we'll do a Vienna lager. Uh, do an American Pale Ale, we're going to do an IPA, um, and those will round out our core beers that we'll have all the time. Um, and then probably as soon as this spring, April, May, you know, we'll we'll do a spring. You know, we've got a spring beer plan. We've got one planned for the fall, actually two planned for the fall. So if I had to pick, by the time we get up and open and everything's going, you know, roughly March, April, there will be six beers all the time here. Um, those would be our core six.
0: How many ta- are there? Six taps? In yeah, we one? actually We're have sh- eight taps. Eight. Here. eight taps. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice variety for people. Mm. I like having core styles. I know that there's a lot of places, you know, nine giant places like that. There we don't do core, you know, core beer. We don't core beers. Mm. And to me, I, especially in a place like Middletown where people are going to be fiercely um, local almost you know mm-hmm. they are going to want that beer that is their beer you know it's mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know as far as distribution how f- how big those plans are with you guys mm-hmm. but if somebody walks mm-hmm. into a bar that's you know <coughs> on the other side of middletown and they see that rolling hill tap handle or rolling mill tap handle they mm-hmm. they they want it to be their beer they want it to be mm-hmm. that core style mm-hmm. that they know you know they don't want yeah. some other well, i don't know what that is i yeah i like this one you know
1: yeah, and I think that gets in a little bit of our plans um, and some more of our strategy of what we're going to distribute out with and what we're going to serve only in the tap room. Um, and we're still kind of working that out, what's going to be out there. Um, we'll definitely have this ten nine Pills, which is what we're drinking now. Um, our light lager, our porter, we'll probably definitely have those three out um, in distribution. right. Everything else after that, we might add one or two out there and we'll keep everything else back at the tap room.
0: How, f- how far do you expect to to push that, that distribution side? Well. for our Self-distribution, is mm-hmm. that the plan?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think one thing I've been, I want to be really cautious about is we don't want to, I want to sell all the beer we can sell. Right. And I'm going to assume we're going to have to go out and sell hard to sell beer because there's a lot of it out there. But at the same time, i don't want to get into places and make commitments and right. not be able to service that, so we're going to be really conservative about expanding out and offering uh, just to not to avoid that it's hard because
0: on on one hand you guys have this 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 idea of introducing <laughs> people to gluten free beer not as gluten free beer as good beer good beer that <laughs> happens to be gluten free yes. on the other hand, there is this void for gluten free beer that tastes good. Yeah. So there is a, a marketing aspect of that too, especially mm-hmm. in some of these neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. I won't name names for some of the uh, neighborhoods that might have gluten free everything, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> for for lots of different reasons. But a tap handle that was a gluten free beer would probably sell no. very well there, and mm-hmm. if it was marketed that way. So it's it's this weird double edged. It is kind a double edged
1: sword. No, I don't want to I don't want to commit too much, but I think one of the ways we're going to do that is we want to because we do. I mean, I know what it's like to. Megan knows what it's like to try to go to the grocery and shop, and it's a real pain. Or, or to go out to a bar and there's nothing other than a cider and nothing against ciders, but that's not beer.
0: <laughs> I can only imagine you know? walking into one, and not to single out Middletown, but walking into <laughs> one of these bars in Middletown and walking up to the bar and like, "What do you guys have that's gluten free?" No, yeah, yeah, it's,
1: it, yeah, it's just and
0: it's, what <laughs> we don't we don't go out much.
2: Yeah, we don't. And
1: as far as beer goes, you know, I mean, you go to. I don't know Moraine Logger House or somewhere or anywhere anywhere you can think of, and there's few, if right. any, options. So we, we definitely want to give people that don't live in Middletown that chance because it would I think it'd be unfair what we're the kind of calls, if you will. But at the same time, we're also trying to bring people downtown. We're also trying to bring people to Middletown, and we're always going to keep something here. And, and it's not just about marketing. It's like no, we, we want you to love our beer, but we also want you to come here and and, and drink our beer here mm-hmm. in this tap room. We want you to go through downtown. Um, we want you to be part of the revitalization that's here um, and be something something greater. I,
2: saying, I think we, we, we do want to distribute as much as we can, but our number one focus will always be our tax program. Yes. yes.
1: Um, let's
0: take a quick break. We'll, we'll kind of jump off of that when we get back. I want to talk about how, how big is too big before it mm-hmm. uh, kind of changes what all of this is. is. So um, let's take a quick break. We'll be back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>
4: up Beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today, right? That is, that is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna, we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh,
0: we uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer.
3: Can you have more fun with your
0: clothes on? I don't
4: think
3: so.
4: we <laughs> are listening to Cincy Brewcast. Voice of Cincy Craft. This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman-Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFall. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Admissible Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft Ooh. Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on-trip advisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there
1: as a you know a forest of harvester. They're all out there and, and they don't know any
2: better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, "Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap." But I <laughs> I went back to my
3: Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you?
4: No, you don't. You are listening to Cincy Breakfast, the voice
3: of Cincy Craft.
0: The Voice of Craft. We're back. Scentsy Brewcast, the voice of Scentsy Craft. The Gnarly Gnome. I, I, I always say the same thing. I still need to come up with like a little list of things that... I say when I'm coming back from the commercial, everybody knows they're listening to Sensy Brewcast because they were just <laughs> listening to it before. It's not like a live radio show where people are, like, tuning in or something. But yet, I always say it like it is. I don't know. It's just playing <laughs> radio here. Um, we're at Rolling Mill, in case you forgot after the commercial what we were talking about and where we are. Um, we're talking about beer that just happens to be gluten-free. <laughs> so during the commercial, we were talking kind of about... Um, gateway beers because you guys have a nice you guys have a a strong lager leaning here you have a strong lighter style leaning and um you know i've talked about it probably a lot of times on the show how i hate the term gateway beer people like to to lump these lighter styles into something that gets people into craft beer I think it's the complete opposite almost. I think that as craft beer is changing and evolving and as drinkers are changing and evolving, I feel like experienced drinkers and people who are, I don't want to say bored of huge flavors are looking for some of those lighter things and the more sophisticated quote unquote, um, drinking beers, which Mm. kind of confuses the whole, uh, the whole story of what, "Quote unquote lighter beers mm-hmm. are, but I think that there's some some subtle flavors there that are harder mm-hmm. to get and um, takes a little careful drinking, I guess, if that makes sense. Like yeah. you can't, you have to you have to pay attention to what yeah. you're drinking to get it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, how how conscious is that style leaning here? Is it just making what you guys like to drink, or is it a quote unquote gateway beer um, philosophy?" Does that question well, make any yeah, no, sense? Yeah, it does. So,
1: um, I, I think a better way to look at it, at least from like the the beers that we're offering, is, and this is personal for Megan and I. I mean, we're we're both very traditional people, kind of in our life and the way we live things, and the brewing side and the beer side, like the traditional beers, the way they were made, the process behind them, the pilsner, you know, the you know the German style of brewing, um, you know. Those kind of things, I, I kind of got a knack for and really like to, That that's really where my focus is. So, th- maybe that's what brought us to these styles, part of what brought us to these styles, you know, a Pilsner, Vienna, things like that. Is it, is it a flavor <coughs> thing
0: for you, or is it more of the geeky um, the process behind it? Mm-hmm.
2: I think both. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Josh is behind the brewing of all of it and the recipes, but... A lot of like the smell, the taste. He'll come to me and be like, "Well, what do you taste here? What do you smell here?"
1: Well,
2: my wife, I see. I
1: poor Megan. She's drank every I every single it. beer, <laughs> and every, all the way through the stage from here. Taste okay. It's in primary fermentation. Okay, I want you to taste this here, and you're gonna taste again in two days. And well, you're gonna I have this. a better yeah. sense and yeah. She's got a really good taste than yeah.
2: he does, but I don't. I think the beer that we're brewing in the styles is really just to serve a broad spectrum of people. And I think beer is a lot like coffee. Some days you want, you know, cream. Some days you want cream and sugar. And some days you just want I a black coffee. I never want coffee. sugar in my coffee. Yeah, I no, drink it no, black it's no. now. It's an abomination. So, <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: But I, I, like feel, I feel like
2: beer is the same way. Like some days you're like, okay, I just, you know, want to have a couple beers and relax. And other days you're like, I need a beer.
0: Well, uh, there's, it's, it's almost moments for me. Like I can, I, I can recall like specific memories because of whatever that beer was and the things just kind of clicked sometimes Mm -hmm. what food you're eating and all those kinds of things and sometimes all those things align perfectly and this big light shines down and it's like oh my god everything Mm -hmm. everything makes sense right now (laughs) this this one beer and the sun's coming through the glass and you know it's like everything just you know everything makes sense and you know when you get those moments where everything clicks it's perfect but it's not necessarily always the same combination of things and sometimes you're always you're chasing that moment mm-hmm. and trying to find those things that click and yeah one situation and one, you know, uh day might call for a really nice pilsner sitting out on the patio and then the next day mm-hmm. it might be an Imperial style yeah. hold up in the basement with uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <a bit laughs> yeah. A stereo when it's on. when it's
1: three degrees out like right. they're saying it's gonna be in ten days. So um yeah and uh, another thing too, and that's kind of getting back to your gateway thing. Um I agree with what you're saying. That's that's not maybe the way to approach it. There are, like we were saying, a lot of people, we, we know that drink craft beer. They come in couples, you know, husband, wife. They're out. They're really getting into the craft beer scene. Right. You know, my my dad and stepmom, for example, you know, my stepmom, she does not like anything much outside of the Miller Lite boundaries. That's just, she loves Miller Lite, and that's I think that's it. Um, my dad's starting to delve off into things. You know, they're at Moreline Lager House, you know, Friday but those kind of people that are going to come through the door we want to make sure that there's beer here that they both like that they, you know they can come and drink well, and it makes sense for us economically and it makes sense for us what we're trying to do you know we don't want just just the beer um you know connoisseurs of the world
0: well, it, and it kind of goes back to that idea of this being started as a community building sort of um business like it's not It's not just about making great beer, which, which it is, but it's Mm -hmm. not just about that. You know, there's a lot of places around here that just make great beer. This is about also, you know, building upon something else here in Middletown and creating Mm -hmm. a space that is people's own space that they can come and be local and and Mm -hmm. drink local and have their place. And you can't do that if people walk in like, well, everything's too happy. I don't like happy beers. And then they turn around and they leave and they go somewhere else. You know, that's. You defeat the purpose. It, it defeats the purpose a lot. So how big is too big? You know, kind of oh. building on that, this is a a, a local focus. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want it to be for people that live here in Middletown, but you also want to keep growing mm-hmm. this and turn it into whatever it can be. Mm-hmm. Is there that point where it gets big enough that
1: it can't
0: be what it started out to be?
1: Is that... I Well, okay, I'm a, uh, and personally I'm a very, um, I, I think I'm like a lot of people and I'm part of probably this movement that's going on in everybody's mind and that's that these big conglomerations, you know, the whole, you know, the big guys, you know, are buying out craft breweries, you know, the imbevs and things like that. And that whole idea to me, like a lot of people, is, you know, just, I recoil at that whole idea. I'm not saying that's what we would be. Right. But any, any idea of getting really big to where we would lose touch of what, you know, our original mission would be and that we've become just some another big, big business making beer, you know, meeting some, you know, marketing guideline, I think we would at that point probably lose it. I
2: don't think we ever want to become impersonal.
1: Yeah.
2: We don't ever want to lose our marriage or our family and kids just to make a dollar.
1: And, no, you, and nobody sets out to do that, by the right. way, but it does subtly well, happen it, I and think, over time. How
0: do you, how do you know? How do you know where that is? Though, like, how do you, yeah, how do you, do, you, day do day. you have that some kind of image in your head of if this is starting to happen, this is where we don't want to be, and we refocus mm-hmm. and we.
2: I think we've talked a lot about that, like. Um,
0: well, I know it's probably, there's probably a lot of personal things wrapped yeah, up in that there is. But Yeah, oh, But, it's, wow, but is. it's a really interesting... Because we talk about this all the but time.
2: But we've actually. talked about it, you know, no amount of money is worth, in a sense, selling your soul for, in our mind. Right. Like, we're doing this so our kids can come to work with this, so Josh and I can come to work together every morning. That's really what our main focus is, and to do it for our friends and family and their friends and family. Mm. And it's if it was about becoming millionaires we would have quit a long time ago. I mean yeah. it is it's there's there's been definitely a big a passion stress, here. And we're doing it for a bigger reason than just our own you know, personal
1: personal gain. Yeah. And uh, economically speaking, yes, this has to make money. It has to be profitable and, and sure we want to sure. make money. Um yes. th- there's a there's a mark there, you know, whether it's at a thousand barrels a year seven fifty or two thousand barrels a year, wherever that falls um at least what I've got picked in my mind, that that'll be kind of a pivot point of, okay, do we continue to do what we're doing um, or do we take that next step? And I don't know. We'll just have to see what the market looks like, see what makes sense, uh, what makes sense for us personally. Um, There is a lot of craft beer out there. I mean, there's a lot of people selling, competing for shelf space and things like that. At this point, that's not a game we want to get into. You know, know, that's very limited and – that's not something we're shooting for right now. Um, just trying to be realistic. You know, we don't want to, you know. Uh, th- honestly, I've been to some breweries recently, and I-, I know that people know what they're doing, but I'm like, man, that is a ton of volume and capacity. Like, well, uh, where are the, they going to put that? There's
0: there's places, and, and not to say what they're doing is wrong, but you even look at locally places like Mad Madtree, that are the, the big guys here in town, that it's a different place than it was when they started. Not that that's good or bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, it it has turned into something else that mm-hmm. might've been the point the whole time for them.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's people that walked in there on day one and sat down at the bar and fell in love with that. Mm-hmm. And you walk but, in now and it doesn't have that for those people anymore. And how do you, yeah. I, I'm always interested well, in how people kind
1: of balance. That's a good, that's a good question. Let me give you, Something that sets in my mind. This might sound really silly, or maybe people. I love you guy
0: Symmetry for the record too. I yeah, I'm just, just
1: yeah. using it as an example. Yeah, <laughs> we, we do too. I, yeah, that's amazing what they've done. Um, and this is getting back to Middletown, and I've always really thought this was cool. The more I learned about, um, like George Verity started, you know, Armco 1900. Um, he lived literally right down the street. Um, the original. Uh, rolling mills that were built were literally three blocks from his house and this is where they lived and this is you know and and I got back that idea of like executives and people living in in life together Mm. and it never changed um eventually it changed I think if we get to a spot um where we can't be um I, I never I really honestly I think place matters you know, it's sure if we grew and we grew into something really big, and you know, be like, well, the marketing at the t- or the numbers might say, hey, we could move to this location, we could move by the highway, or actually, let's just expand and go to Westchester or wherever <laughs> it is, um, something like that. I, I think would be something would be defeating what we're doing and getting away from that, leaving this area, leaving this place, leaving downtown, leaving where we live. Like we, we're from Middletown. We're here. We spend our money here, our time here, our friends here. Our and kids
2: go to school here. Our kids we go to school want, here, and we want to be here.
1: Yeah. I, I, and I hope I don't go back and regret it. But I think I would call myself a sellout if ten years from now
0: yeah. this conversation is different. I'm going to play this. Yeah, oh yeah, you're definitely yeah. Somewhere yeah, down just the just road, and saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, you can put it out it on the internet and everybody say
1: what a hypocrite. Um, that, that's not where my heart is. That's not where Megan's heart is. Uh, we want to make really great beer. Um, it's gonna be gluten free. Um, and we want to you know bring people to a certain place. You know, for a certain feel.
0: With and and with all that being said, and I definitely respect this 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 local first idea. I think it's the future of what craft beer really is. It's the future and the past for what craft beer was, too. I, How do you think that plays into how you guys are going to kind of fit in or be accepted into this bigger community idea of what yeah. Cincinnati is? I know that Every brewery that opens up, you get those people that are extremely excited about another brewery. And then everybody's saying, that's too many. I don't need any more breweries. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to. I'm done with more breweries. You know, the, the bubble, whatever people want to talk about.
2: I think we just invite them to come. Like, come and see for yourself.
0: Do you think that as far as the brewing community itself, I mean, how do you guys think that you fit in with all that? Have you, have you heard from other breweries have you gotten any kind of
2: um we figley feedback has or or, um gave us a shout out on facebook a few times which we're really appreciative of i don't We've,
1: well and i think one i can't say i regret it because i don't think it could be any different but because of our lifestyle um i mean i work i have a i have a full-time job and you know we have three small kids i i think that normal path that social path that a lot of brewers go on of that, you know, integrating, networking, spending a mm-hmm. lot of time with other brewers, right. going to other breweries. Like, we've just not been able to do that. And that's not because we don't want to, but it's just not been in the cards right now. Um, that's going to come. I mean, we we want to connect with other places. Yes. We want to serve. I mean, you know, there have been actually, uh, I won't mention their name, but a couple big guys um, <coughs> mentioned in passing, hey, they, they put us on as a guest stand. they They need a gluten-free right. beer. Hey, yes, you know. And we definitely want to start those kind of relationships um, and be part of that scene. Um, but it, its I think you've heard you talk about it. It's become so big, and it's becoming very localized. Um, it's like, who do you network with? Who's, you know, you can't all know each other, I don't think, anymore. Right. There's too many breweries between Cincinnati and Dayton. Um, I'm sure we'll develop that network. Um, and, you know, whoever it's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll roll with it and go from there. Yeah,
2: we're open to yeah anything really i'm sure I'm yeah.
0: sure you'll get people wandering in here too as as everything starts to get get rolling yeah knock on with no, <laughs> yeah hopefully yeah. people will come up here <laughs> if you aren't then uh I, you, I I don't know what to do about you <laughs> 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 I, I don't know how to convince people beyond what I do um what's next i mean wh- where are you guys <laughs> at in the process? um I know that there's um, some other inspections coming up this week that yeah. should kind of
1: cement some things
2: I think our goal is still just to be open by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're. I mean, if you kind of look around here, um, we're super close. We got um, a guy from uh, you know, who's been working with us from Wells Concrete and over in Trenton. You know, he's over there, he's finishing our bar right now.
0: Um, I mean, I think we've 50 got 50
1: folding chairs and a couple uh, card tables,
0: and it's it's ready.
1: It's ready. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've got we've got a bunch of these guys. um actually, good for, uh, family friend, we we got a uh, some some two inch by 12 inch oak slabs that came out of a tobacco warehouse downtown. Uh, circa 1880s that's cool Uh, actually a guy gave those to us so he's over there finishing those right now Uh, he's you know putting a lacquer on them Um, the brewing area I just brewed last night you know we're on to uh, we're we're coming along very well we've had some equipment issues to be honest with you Um, and I won't get into all that it's been driving me nuts and caused me some heartache but overall it's been nothing major so we're we're on we're on course to to open up here very soon once we get all these things buttoned up, everything put together, get the inspections. That's as far as the local inspections go, we're dealing with the city at this point.
0: And, and like I said, it's it's all happening very soon. Probably even as the show is posted, there's probably some kind of note attached to this episode that mm. hopefully has some some more details on that. But yes. you guys are in the home stretch. Um, everything falls into place.
1: Yep. Um, it'll be this year. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Assuming there's no.
2: Prayers and fingers Again, crossed. Yeah. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, knock on well, and like you say, <laughs> a lot of people, homebrewing is one, th- and I can say this from a homebrewer specifically, and somebody who's going, you know, the whole business aspect, putting a pro- managing a project, taking this place that was really bad shape and turning it into something that you can brew and have people in. It's been daunting. It's been really hard on both of us. Um, it takes a lot of time. Overall, things have gone very well, but, I mean, it's, and there's well, things that go wrong that you just absolutely couldn't have. It's everything
2: in our control. We will be open by the end of yeah.
1: the year. Well, and, and and
0: me and Megan talked a little bit when I first walked in here about how how great it is that you guys are both on board for this project yeah. and both working together for it. I mm-hmm. I, I know yeah. that's not always the case
1: with, no. with couples on, on big projects. Um, well, I just want to she, understand. She's well, <laughs> and I want to add that, you know, I get, I get a lot of guys I work with, you know, and they, you know, they give me a hard time, you know, and because I don't know if they they understand what it's like to have maybe a wife as committed as as Megan is you know and she's actually and I tell her all the time this was her idea
2: I think I've done more physical work here than him that is is not true that is true
1: she's hey we're 50 50 Um, but yeah this was her idea and I mean we I mean every day it's it's you know, we we've been trying to take Sundays off. That doesn't happen here in the past couple of weeks. But you know, it's at the table, going through our calendar, working together. I get home at night. You know, we put the kids to bed. We okay. Try not to pass yeah, on. we we had resumes. we were going through in bed at you know ten thirty the other night, looking through, reading here, through. You guys both find a separate corner to sob in for a minute. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> go, yeah. While we're drinking our beer. Yeah, give me an, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it's not complaining. It is, it's just hard, and you got to just stay after day after day. And
2: well, and I think that's why we keep telling ourselves, like, hey, we're doing this for a bigger purpose than ourselves. Because if it right. was for ourselves, we would have quit by now. Yeah. Well, and,
0: and there was there was a quote that you had on the website, which, see if I can pull it up really quick, that was my favorite thing on there. There's If anybody hasn't been on your website, there's a really good breakdown kind of the history of Middletown and, and kind of the, the idea behind this. But there was a quote um, – when you guys were talking about yourselves, that you said we see craft beer as a gift that can be used to enhance relationships between people, mm-hmm. and I wrote it down because I've, I, it kind of encapsulates a lot of the things I feel about craft beer. I always make this big point that it's not necessarily about what's in the glass. I mean, yeah. that's a, it's definitely a big part of it, but it's about this other thing and this this bigger thing of getting people together and creating <laughs> almost like a mm-hmm. uh, it's almost a conversation starter. I guess is well, a, is a good way to put it.
2: We have also. Good or bad, we will not be having TVs. And uh, we've gotten some good feedback and some negative. But our main concern is like, hey, we want you to come. We want you to have conversations. There's going to be things to
1: do and right. activities. Yes, I mean, we will we have,
2: don't. you know, board games, Jenga, Connect Four, eventually shuffle a shuffleboard table. table. Yeah, I mean, all these things. So it's not things. like we just want you to sit here at the table and stare at the wall. Um, <laughs> but we want there to be conversation, right? We want families to talk to each other. We want friends, friends and, to talk yeah. to each other. You know, interact with your kids, play games.
1: Well, and two, I think there's so much. I mean, we get so and the the whole TV thing. I mean,
2: <laughs> oh, we my, got my to, dad, my yeah. dad's
1: giving me heart. You know, you know, You gotta. Have, it's like, well, no, there's.
2: Well, we'll there's have a, Wi-Fi if you a, really yeah, need to yeah, watch really, a game. If we if promise. Want, <laughs> yeah, we, we can, we'll
1: do that. Um, but it's like you go to so many places, and there's you know you can go to watch a game anywhere. And there's that's awesome. And I love that. That's just not what we're trying to do here. Right. Um, through <laughs> offense no through, through, through different, yeah, no, Right. That's just not – there's a place for that, and we're not because trying to do that. Because there's places
0: that do it means you guys don't
1: have to. Like it's, right. It's, it's, it's filling it's different voids, voids in different places. Well, there's a whole series of – I mean, there's a whole series of downtown events – they're playing in the summers and the springs and the falls um we own the lot next to us we're going to have different events over here it's you know it's a it's a half acre lot that we're going to coordinate you know whether it's you know bringing a number of large food vendors or coordinate with some of the downtown music that's going on well, and, and like you said you guys are in
0: an open container district <laughs> yes. too yes we want you to come in and people don't i don't think people appreciate that either That yeah. that means that events and things like yeah, that become a lot easier mm-hmm.
3: yeah you're going to go end. to the
1: first friday at the pendleton art center which is three blocks away and you're going to maybe stop Get at murphy's murphy's and yeah, landing and you're going to have dinner and you're going to come over here and we're going to have a band here you right. know we're going to have all sorts of different music or whatever um so it's just a just a different way for people to come like getting back right. to that point of people being connected and um you know just the conversation and i i do i mean I know there's a, there are definitely people out there who probably who struggle with alcohol, um, but there's a lot of people who enjoy it as a gift, which I believe, and Megan believes, it is a gift. And it does, it facilitates, um, you know, a lot of good things between people, and, you know, that's that's what we want to really hone in on, focus on. Well, and, and
0: there's lots of, especially when you started talking about craft beer, lots of, lots of charity stuff that happens, lots of... Mm-hmm. there is a whole other side to the business that mm-hmm. i think that a lot of people who aren't into craft beer don't even know is going on I and mean yes. it's um yeah it's fun it's it's going to bring something here to this side of middletown i want to make it clear you guys aren't the first brewery in middletown right Fig yeah and, leaf, and all, all first big leaf, leaf yeah. has like a toe in
1: middletown yes. they yeah. claim middletown and they are it, b- and we don't want right to take that away so. from <laughs> them yeah we we don't want to take anything <laughs> away from them um but i will say and this is and i don't know how this may not work out we we both acknowledge gosh I mean it's a business, it could fail, um, but, but we had to try but but a year ago, even when we bought this building and we came down here, and it was a dark, rainy January afternoon, and you know, and we walk in this building and there's n- you know there's nothing over here there's nothing going on at this time. A lot of the stuff that's happened in the past six months on Central hadn 't taken place, and this place is boarded up. And there's no lights and there's no plumbing. Um, I I, I have to admit, there have been many times we've both been like, (laughs) oh, my God, this is a mountain. Like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Um, So I understand maybe why a fig leaf or somebody else hasn't already done this. And I, I wouldn't take that away from them. But at the same time, like I, I think what we're doing is the right thing, too. Somebody has to. Yeah. At
0: some point, somebody has to put their foot down and say, this is, this is where we want to be, and this is the reasons we want to be here. And yeah. we're willing to put ourselves out on the line and, and try it.
2: Well, I think we do, we love the old houses, the yeah. old buildings here. I mean, both of our houses that we have lived in in Middletown have been hundred years or plus or mm. our house now is
1: it's our house now is i think it's it's 90 years old
2: there's
0: yeah. so, there's some gorgeous places i've i've been in this place right here across the street from you mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. gorgeous place there's another one right over here that i was in and mm. it just i mean like a ma like woodwork and these yes. big tall ceilings and like it's just well it's, like,
2: it's heartbreaking to see him empty do it. so that's where i'm like let's you know give it back some life and bring love into it
0: Uh, Well, and 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 the the Opera House over there. I don't know what the status is on that, but one of those they actually just
1: had a uh, they they had a renovation
2: and they've done quite a few shows recently.
1: Yeah, the Butler. Excuse me if I'm saying this wrong. The Butler uh, Philharmonic. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they just did a show. uh, and Had a uh, actually one of the opera singers who actually we happened to go to church with. She's a good friend of ours. Good friend of ours. They did a show there. It was it was awesome. They've renovated that. I'd say they're probably halfway. Um, It's going to take up, but it's it's great. there's definitely activity having on.
0: And, and having all of these things that have happened in the last six months over there and having you guys here like all of that just helps well in this like that, yeah this right? house here
1: just sold oh, to it? the left yes um, the one in front of us next door actually a guy has bought that for uh, my understanding is they're gonna put a an english pub type deal with some sort of like bed and breakfast type thing awesome. upstairs um every actually everything around us has sold in the past six months um some, People try to buy us out from this building, actually. Um, which, but anyway, It didn't happen. We're did, still here. Yeah, yeah, this? no, we, yeah, we ended up, yeah,
0: we, we own it. Own it dollars. free and but, clear. Yeah, that the that uh, the little building right in front of you guys here. That's sold. It yeah. did it sell?
1: Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it sold to somebody that likes to make food. They, do. that I would think, be a really, I think good so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, we've had some conversations already with some people that that might be in there. Um, Nothing official yet, but no, yeah. no, just yeah, just speaking. And but getting back to that that feel, and we. Um, like if you go to Liberty Center, you know, they spend a lot of money on a really cool place that looks like kind of an old downtown, mm-hmm. I think is what, and it's like, man, you can come to Middletown and be in a small town downtown uh, that's very old with a lot of well, history. Especially
0: w- this time of year too with Christmas yeah.
1: and, you know, like it's,
0: it's, it's just, it's a neat place to be and a neat place to kind of walk around mm-hmm. and, and experience.
2: Well, heck, even go to Smith Park and see all the lights. I mean, right. that's, that is amazing to have in our backyard.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, what do you guys want people to know about Rolling Mill that you think that they don't know? This is a chance for speaking to the entire universe.
2: (laughs) I think just how much our heart has gone into this. Like, it's not, we're not doing this because it's been easy.
0: This is not a get-rich-quick scheme where you guys are looking to make some beer and then sell out to to Miller next week.
3: Yeah. Well no. and
2: we've had conversations with that where some of our family members are like, Hey why, if your beer is gluten free and it's that good, just sell it. That's and right. we're like, No, you can't put a price you know, on It's
0: not just about the beer.
3: For <laughs> the money. Right, like I mean
2: obviously we do have to make money to have a business, but I think it's just teaching our kids, you know, work hard and love what you do.
1: Yeah. Speaking of our kids. (laughs)
2: Um, And really, we just want to love the community. Like, I get so aggravated every time I'm on the Internet or the news, and it's this drug and that drug and this prostitute and yada, yada. And I'm like, Middletown is not a bad place to live. We choose to live here. There's no other place we would rather live. You have good and bad areas. I don't care if you live in a million-dollar neighborhood.
1: Um, I I guess I mean, there's a lot of things I mean, I could say about you know what I want people to know about us. I mean, how do we brew our beer? Uh, what are we, you know, what are we doing? I mean, there's all those kind of questions I guess we could answer. Um, we've talked a lot about obviously our dedication, and you know, this is it's not just about the beer, it's and it's definitely not. Um, but you know this is not just about gluten-free beer um for all the guys and, and and gals out there who are into the craft beer scene i might discount us for that reason i would ask you not do that we put a lot of time and a lot of effort into to making this not that um and you know it's at the end of the day i mean we're gonna have to perform we're gonna have to make good beer and we're gonna have to to be competitive and we you know we plan on doing that and if we do it'll it'll sell itself um but yeah we're um you know we 're almost there we 're getting there it 's it 's been home stretch it, yeah and <laughs> it doesn't light, like, it the is um, I was brewing uh, two weeks ago, and I had all these problems and you know it's i it went into literally i let, i turned the lights off at three o'clock in the morning and I get to work about five, so I went home, got in bed, i slept for forty five minutes, and then I got up it got to work, and man it 's just like you know but it, yes I, it is the home I d- stretch I do know actually is? Yeah, I,
0: I, my precious little baby at home yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. so um I think that, that's what I'd have to offer well, I just
0: you know hopefully people just come up here and, and even if you come up here with the intention on just completely trashing every beer because it's gluten free come up here and try it and yes. if you still feel the need to to do that then, then yeah. sit at the bar and, and have a little argument about it and or yeah.
2: tell us we yeah. have a comment box let us know yeah I and mean, <laughs>
0: Just, just try it. Just, uh, you know, put yourself out there and and, and try something a little bit different. And
1: yeah, and we just we would ask it, you know, while we've not been all that connected, that the the Greater Cincinnati beer community would welcome us, um, you know, and let us be a part of. Of what's going on, because at the end of the day, we you know we are craft brewers, we, and we are goal, yeah, right? we have the same goal.
0: Luckily, I am the ambassador for all of Cincinnati craft beer. Um, yes. some some call me the king, and uh, <laughs> and I, I say you guys are welcome. So well, the, the gnome has spoken. <laughs> well, I you know thank you guys very much for for the hospitality of of um, having me here and sitting down for me. I know that in the midst of everything that's going on, sometimes it's uh it's very mm-hmm. hard to uh, to do that, but um, I appreciate it very much. No, thank you. And, um, for everybody that's listening, please, again, come up here and try the beer, get online, follow, uh, Rolling Mill on, on Facebook. Do you guys, are you guys on Twitter? We are not I fine. don't think you guys need to get on Twitter too. And then you can follow them on Twitter before somebody else snatches up the, the name um, on there. Yeah. And, um,
2: we're working on it. I promise. <laughs> Once these formations are done, I'll focus more on the marketing.
0: <laughs> um, but get online, follow them on social media and, uh. And start talking about them and start getting excited because uh, this is a project that I definitely, I, I support. I think that it's something very different and something very good, especially in, in, in Middletown here. I think it's yeah. it's a perfect location for it. So, yeah. um, thank you guys. All right. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, next week is little Miami brewing company. Another, uh, new place opening up you guys are probably both racing to be the next one unless um happy to brewing over in anderson finally gets the uh the feds to uh push their application through it's been sitting there forever so we'll be back next week scentsy broadcast the voice of scentsy craft